KFBK Weekend Live. A lively conversation for your weekend. With rotating hosts and constantly changing topics. Streaming now on Facebook Live for your busy life. Look at the show on Facebook to watch along. This week's host is Bill Horenda on News Radio KFBK. And welcome in to KFBK Weekend Live with your host, and we'll get to that in a second. I don't know how comfortable I am with that moniker, host, but we'll break it down. It's Bill Horenda from the KFBK Morning News, NBA contributor, college basketball analyst, and you know, it just feels good to breathe. And believe me, I love the morning crew here. We have a great time when I chip in for Pat in the afternoons and work with Kitty O'Neill. It's an absolute delight, both a.m. and p.m. But, you know, we're under that time constraint of news, business with Kelly Brothers. I'm not even sure why we're still doing that, but we're doing that. I'm just kidding. I love Kelly. Weather, traffic, sports, and then we're on this rotating clock to keep you informed. Of course, the KFBK audience, the intelligentsia. On your way to work with all kinds of important tidbits that will keep you ready and fluent around the office at those dinner parties. For example, right now, perhaps you're up at the lake, up at Lake Tahoe, you're at the beach, you're in your car, you're prepping for that highfalutin dinner party or cocktail party that you're hosting, and of course, KFBK, your source to keep you entertained. And obviously, we want to make this very interactive tonight. I'd love to get your calls. There's a lot going on in the world, of course. And you know what I'm really interested in? And of course, there's a lot to break down. And and sports is definitely my pew of the church. There's no question about that. But I do want to talk about greatness. And we're getting a lot of comparisons with LeBron James, And Michael Jordan, who's the greatest of all times. And despite the Warriors' loss last night in Cleveland at the Q, some people were thinking, perhaps, is this the greatest team that we've ever seen? Well, they're not in Super Bowl in the postseason anymore. They would have been the first team to go 16-0 and win an NBA championship, but that did not happen. Of course, they broke the regular season winning record last season, winning 73 games. They add Kevin Durant. And they're on the brink of their second championship in three years. Well, what does all this mean? Well, it's all great, and I I get it. But what I'd like to get to is not the minutiae, which I love, don't get me wrong, of the X's and O's and why things are happening on the floor. But I'd like to talk about greatness and what it is, where it is, when we recognize it, when we've been associated with it, what you think greatness is and excellence and peak performance, and brain power, and like Steve Kerr says, joy, mindfulness, compassion, competition. Because it's my belief that these things transcend just sports. And I think sports provides a great platform, a great metaphor for life. But just like Phil Jackson said, there's more to basketball than basketball And there's more to life than basketball. So from that standpoint, 
I've probably alienated 80% of the audience because I've already talked about the Warriors too much and Phil Jackson, who is not this great enmity, of course, for both of those entities here in and around Sacramento. However, there are pockets of people that are Warriors fans or claim to have been Warriors fans for a long time. So the phone number, 916-921-1530-800-834-1530. And again, I'm usually a guest. Like Even when I do my work as a college basketball analyst and I fly out to games, you know, I'm really a guest in the living room of the teams that I'm covering at their shoot-arounds, okay, day of the game. Then I go to the game, and I'm a guest of that university that's hosting. Then on air, on TV or what have you, I'm a guest of that entity that's broadcasting a game, and I'm a guest in your living room. So I come in here, do the updates in the morning, I'm a guest. So when I was thinking about hosting tonight and uh, chatting about it with... The powers that be here at KFBK. And let me tell you, this is some, you know, this is Bruce Maiman, Joey Garcia, Ari Graswich, Farmer Fred, Patrick Darnson, Angelique Gashby, John McGinnis. That's a pretty good lineup. That's like murderer's row of guests who are hosting the show. But when I thought of it, the first thing that came to mind was Larry David and his SNL monologue. This may have been last season. Uh... But anyway, my thought process went immediately to Larry David when I was asked to host a show. And here's Larry David again on SNL, I think last season. Okay, okay. Stop, stop. You're going to be very disappointed. That's what I do. I disappoint people. Anyway, this hosting thing. Come on. So stupid. I'm not a host. I'm a guest. I don't host things. No one's ever even been to my house. If they did go, they'd find it extremely unpleasant. I don't put out snacks or dip. I can't remember the last time I had dip in my house. I have a dipless house. You know, I auditioned for this show many, many years ago, and I was terrible. Those were the days when I was just a poor schmuck. There you go. Larry David on SNL. It's Bill Horrenda, in case you've just joined us. It's KFBK Weekend Live. Think about this before we take the commercial break, because I want to hear from you. It's 916-921-1530 is the number. 800-834-1530. Greatness. Are you around it right now? How Have you ever been on a team, at work, at your school, whatever it is, Let's break it down. I think there's enough negativity in life. I want to talk about what's great, why it is. If it's not, if you're not in a great situation, what are the barriers to getting there? We're going to talk a little bit of hoop. We are going to have guests as well. Tim Capstraw, the radio analyst from the Brooklyn Nets, will join us later. He and his broadcast partner, Chris Carino, are fighting together a battle against a rare disease. This is one of the uh, most poignant, touching stories of friendship of courage and of love that maybe you haven't heard about, but Tim Capstro will join us uh, later on. Of course, the Brooklyn Nets radio analyst. We've got some other surprises. My neighborhood buddy, Tommy Parker, you hear me talk about him during the KFBK Morning News. We're going to talk to him about the Belmont Stakes that took place, the NBA Finals, his, his passion for the Boston Celtics, and Mr. Met with the obscene gesture 
as if there's not enough things in life to worry about. And then we have Mr. Met recently going off on some fans. So we're going to take a break, and when we get back, we're going to continue the dialogue. Give us a call, 916-921-1530, 800-834-1530. It's Bill Horrenda. You're listening to KFBK Weekend Live on the iHeartRadio app, on your phone, at the beach, at the mountains, in the wilderness, in your car. We'll be back after this. More reporters on the scene covering more local stories. News Radio KFBK. And welcome back. It's Saturday night. On the West Coast, on the East Coast, it's KFBK Weekend Live with this week's host, Bill Horrenda. I'm still struggling, grappling with that moniker, with that title, with that prodigious responsibility to carry on the torch. Just so you know, next week, Angelique Ashby and John McGinnis together will be co-hosting KFBK Weekend Live, but... uh, this weekend, it's Bill Horrenda, of course. Uh, we're friends via the KFBK Morning News that I pop in on with Dan and Amy, bringing the sports updates and occasionally chiming in for Pat Walsh on the KFBK Afternoon, afternoon News with uh, Kitty O'Neill. But this occurred uh, just a little bit ago. I want to play this. Uh, and then we're going to get an expert opinion and a breakdown of what occurred. But this was the Belmont Stakes on NBC just a little bit ago. And then we'll have our expert break it down. Temperate and Irish Warcry come down to the line together. It is Temperate and Jose Ortiz in the Belmont Stakes. They have defeated Irish Warcry. Patch was third. Gormley was fourth in two minutes, 30.02 seconds. His brother won it last year. He did it today. Jose Ortiz, a gallant win on Temperate. Thomas Parker, a neighborhood legend, neighborhood handicapper, the best brother and friend, anyone and son that anyone could ever have. Thomas Parker, welcome to the KFBK Weekend Live Show. <laughs> <laughs> so, T. An expert? Am I an expert? I didn't know I was an expert. Well, well, well listen, you had, the, you had the winner of the Derby. You know the game. You had the winner of the Derby. What happened? You gave us Irish war cry. What happened? Hello. You had the lead. I think the distance beat him. I think he just got a little tired the last sixteenth of a mile. It just wasn't, you know, good enough to get the mile and a half. Other than that, he ran very well. He was second best. And you also, T, uh, you know, like this horse that won, right, Tapper? Yeah, that was you had. A, did you have a little exacting going? I don't want to get too personal with you, but I just figured, you know, I'd ask. No, I, did not, I did not play. I liked the seven and the two, but I did not play the race. I was home and I was watching on TV. I did not play. <laughs> you're on. You're on the sidelines. Was your phone <laughs> ringing off the hook? Getting a multiple texts with people looking for advice on this? Come on, don't be. Don't be modest now. So a few, a few people chimed in and uh, gave my opinion, but two seven seven two. I hope they made some money on it, but I did not. <laughs> there you go. You know, sometimes T, it's dangerous to make make some money because you go into a higher tax bracket. More money, more problems, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> now, Tom, no, I. I I, I, yeah, I, I got to set the table here. Uh, you know, I'll mention Tommy frequently on the KFBK Morning News. And T, recently there was a story. I can't remember who it was, but there was some retail entity that was saving on overhead. 
And I thought of you because at Bubba's Doghouse down at Seaside Heights on the boardwalk, if you're in the neighborhood, pop in and see Tommy and Bubba and the whole crew. You, T, you don't take no, no lid, no straw. That's you. You're a trendsetter. You see that? Yes, that's the way. I, that's the way I roll, kid. What are you gonna do? You gotta tell the truth. Lies <laughs> out there. <laughs> All right, T. Let's get to the NBA Finals. We'll shift gears. You mentioned. Yeah. Uh, you like the Warriors in six, right? I said the Warriors in seven before the series yes. began, right? Yes, yes, I did, but I think it might be over in five, so <laughs> you, I said six. Yeah. You think Monday night it could be all over? I I would think so. I don't think it's going to go further, you know, any further than Monday night. How about you? Do you still think Cleveland can win a game you know, on the road and yeah. take it back to Cleveland? You know what, T? Um, I have seen too much, and and of course we know it's a game of creating. We, Sustaining yeah. and surviving runs, so anything's possible. Of course, yeah. The two NBA teams—they're a great team, Cleveland. So I, I guess they got a chance to win. I just don't think they're going to. Right, and you know what? I thought after after Game Three, I thought they were toast. I was really surprised yeah, at how well. I think a lot of people did. You know, even you know, if you heard Charles Barkley the other night, he was—you know—he had it over with, and he wasn't alone in that. You know, so. I, Right. And and see, listen, this is this is the stat to always be aware of. It's like your significant other. Don't just pay attention to them at Valentine's Day all year long. Pay attention to the stat. Three point (laughs) differential plus thirty nine for the Cavs. I mean they were they were obviously incendiary. They they were tremendous last night. But I think that's gonna be key the rest of the series, no matter how long it goes. That I think Cleveland's got to shoot it well from three and defend a little oh, of bit. Of course, if they shoot it that well, yeah, they'll probably win another game. It was twenty-four threes last night, so they were unconscious from behind the line. And see, so. let me ask you this: for the benefit of our listeners that have not seen you play, Ub Brown recently said that Kyrie Irving is the best finisher in our league. You were the best finisher. At 79th Street and Kennedy Boulevard, how do you do you accept that comparison with Kyrie Irving? <laughs> I would think I would have. <laughs> I'm not in the NBA. How Kyrie Irving is? <laughs> I don't. I don't answer that question. Well, I think you, he's a little better than I. Am. Well, you know what? It's just a couple of breaks here or there. Now you're also the king of trash talk. I was thinking about you last night because the game started to get a little bit heated and what have you. And whenever yeah. I mention you, now you kind of eschew social media, but whenever I mention you, people yeah. will chime in with trash talk that you delivered yeah. that I had forgotten about. Where did that talent come from? Was it from yeah. your dad, who, uh, God bless yeah. him, was an absolute legend, your mom too, but no one was yeah. funnier or more biting than your dad was. Yeah, my father's always telling me that, that he would talk on the playground and he was always had a lot to say, so I guess I got it from him, I would think. You know, uh, without the choice words in there, I don't think. I think he was a little uh, salty than I was. See, <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorites, and this may be somewhat lost on, on on folks, but one of my favorites was Roy Halesto and his son would play with us, and Roy Senior was a cop, and it was the Paul yes. Simon song, "Don't Be Coy, Roy," and you go through yes. all the lyrics during those games. <laughs> Yeah, the good old days, though. I, I forgot about those lyrics, to be honest with you, so I'm glad you brought that one up. I, uh, it was a long time ago. And, T, the other Boy. thing was, I'll paint the picture. We played at 79th Street and Kennedy Boulevard, which was a major street. Like I, I guess you could compa- compare it to like Watt Avenue or Arden Way. And it was in between yes. uh, buildings and delis, basically, and there was a there was an empty lot with a basketball court. wasn't that yeah, glamorous. Absolutely. We'd get, right, we'd get... Right we'd, 
right on the boulevard with cars whizzing by. Yes, it was. <laughs> exactly. Action. Uh, exactly. And remember, T, we get light from the from the billboard. It would rotate yeah. from the Marlboro Man, the beer, and we get light from that at night. We play all night. But, oh, yeah. But T, game point, what was your play? Describe your play. If you don't do it, I will. Game point, what was the play? Oh, what was the play? Just back him in, post him up, and just score. That was, that was the play. <laughs> and T, now the best part of this was you would back him up in the corner where there was an yeah. outlet to the Hashways Deli, and you would yeah. shoot the patented high oh, arc. Arc. Go ahead, T, you got to say it. The High Arker by Parker. Now, see, you would give this delivery, and the ball would still be in the air. You would be down the street getting your iced tea at Hashways, and then we sometimes had nets. We usually had no nets. Then the ball would go through, and the opponent would be devastated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a long time ago, though. <laughs> no, you, you, you got a good memory. <laughs> All right, T, real quick, i got to hit, hit you with two things. You love the Celtics. I don't know why. That's one of our few bones of contention in our friendship. What do you do with the number one pick? I think they're going to – well, what do I do? I what do you do? Kid, I take the kid from Washington. I think they're going to take him. Maybe we could trade after that with someone else. Oh, they have too many guards. They have too many guards, so they have to – I think they will take the pick. I don't think they're going to trade it, and I think – I would do the same thing. I would take the pick and then make a trade with one of my other guards. Would you uh, trade Isaiah Thomas, T? Isaiah Thomas obviously was drafted by the Kings. He's yeah, a, well, still a fan favorite. I don't know if I would, but I, w- I, w- I wouldn't trade Smart. I would have to trade – I don't want to get rid of Bradley, so I got, a, I got an issue. Because you know, there's a lot of but, guys I like on that team. But so. my my ideal my, my deal deal T is I'm not I'm not trading the third top scorer in the league based no, upon a couple of games that he was out. I mean, I'm I'm not moving him. I mean, no, Danny Ainge his credit. No. I'm going to play coy. I'm not going to tell people that publicly. So who would you trade then? Would you trade Smart? Would you trade Bradley? I mean, those are the two yeah, guys. Yeah, I think. That, yeah, I would. I would maybe move those. Crowder. I would yeah. see what I could do. Amir Johnson. Yeah. I would. I would look. All right, T. Yeah. Real quickly, we got ten seconds. W- were you in the Mister Met costume recently? Yes or no? <laughs> no, that wasn't me. <laughs> All right, good. A little too big for that costume. <laughs> All right, T. Uh-huh. Listen. Thanks for the time. We'll have you on again real soon. All right. All thanks, the best. Bubba's doghouse. Seaside Heights, Tommy Parker. You are listening to KFBK Weekend Live, and now it's Carolyn Burns with the news. Good evening. It's Saturday night. Across the country Some folks like to and across the world. The from the and of course, that's Billy Joel wishing Billy Joel the best. He had to cancel a concert recently at Madison Square Garden, rescheduled for December. Hold on to your tickets if you have them. Tommy Parker is probably scalping a bunch. We just heard from Tommy, neighborhood legend. And now another legend, the radio analyst for the Brooklyn Nets. The former Wagner head coach. You've seen him on the Olympics. You've probably heard him referencing Shakespeare to economics with his partner, the also multi-talented Chris Carino. It's Tim Capstraw. Capper, welcome to KFBK Weekend Live. I love it. I'm uh, glad to be here, Billy. 
Pumped up. I'm fired up right now. Capper, uh, thanks for taking the time and for joining us. I know you and Chris have got a lot going on. I'd be remiss not to get your take on Game 4 and what happened last night uh, at the Q in Cleveland. Oh, it was... I was really, really in, uh, taken back. I was the force with which the Cavaliers came out with. I didn't think they had. I didn't think they had it. I didn't think they had the attitude, the approach. I thought they were kind of not. Nah, they weren't going to mail it in, but I think they, you know, pretty much felt it was uh, obviously this thing is over, and they didn't. It was shocking. It was. Early on, and it wasn't just that they made every shot they took. I think some nights you see that, and teams just make every shot. I thought it was a, a, a force, an attitude. I think Tristan Thompson coming alive early. I thought just the overall attitude and approach uh, was surprising and interesting, and I, I can't lie, I enjoyed it. Not that I'm rooting for one particular team, but I am rooting for a decent series. And uh, And I don't know that we got one now. But I was uh, I was impressed last night by the Cavaliers. You know, Capper, I'm with you uh, because just from the way they, they imploded over the last three minutes in Game 3, and of course, I use the word implosion, but when you've got the Warriors who second in defensive rating, first in field goal percentage against, three-point field goal percentage against, forcing turnovers, deflections, steals, blocks, their defense is the absolute... Stake the offense gets all the sizzle, so it's easy to say that they imploded. But I didn't see that either. Uh, and you know, I'd like to peel the onion a little bit. Obviously, in Brooklyn, not unlike Sacramento with the Kings, you guys are in the early stages of a major rebuild, in really good hands with Sean Marks and Kenny Atkinson on the sidelines. But what does it tell you, Capper, about Cleveland's just simply their mental toughness? And we're going to get into more serious mental toughness with Chris Carino uh, in a little bit here. But what does it say about their resolve to bounce in the way that they did? It tells me that there's always so much more to sports than just the physical skill, just the skill of players in in the X's and O's and the strategy. There's an emotional attachment or a part of sports that I don't know as an ex-coach I gave enough credit to. I think the anger and the attitude of the Cavaliers was so evident. I don't know if the Steph Curry, after Durant made the shot, kind of squatting down kind of move, fired him up. But as a group, the emotional attitude and approach of this group really taught me something or reminded me of something. That, yes, it is about talent, it is about skill, but on any one particular evening, if you are riled up and you are fired up, the competitive spirit is really, really the most important factor. Now, Cap, how about this? And this is what I've been struggling with, uh, you know, through the, particularly in the finals. The game is so simple ball, you man, hit, find, go get it. Space and pace. Hit the open man. Move without the ball. People movement. Ball movement. And UB Brown talks about this all the time, how the Warriors are so good at their misdirection and they're spreading over the 50 feet wide, making it so difficult for people to defend them. But right. and, and Jeff Van Gundy says that he's never seen a talent gap so big in the NBA between the Warriors and now the rest of the league 
and this type of hegemony, although, hey, you never know what's going to happen. 3-1 last year and the Warriors won it. But if it's so simple, why don't other people do it? Is it just, is it simply a talent? Is it Kerr, Myers, Lacob, the culture that they've built? What is it that separates them? And why are not more people not necessarily doing it in the same style, but in their own style and enjoying more success? Well, for this to occur, you had to have the perfect storm occur. You had terrific drafting of players. You had uh, the evolution of guys coming into their prime at the right time. And then, uh, you know, I thought Mark Jackson did a good job with the the Warriors team. But I don't think the coaching aspect has been given enough credit. I I don't think the way they play the attitude with which they move, the, the, influ- the, the influences of all the great offenses. The idea, when you look at one team, even the Cavaliers last night, you see a lot of, uh, a lot of go get a mismatch and we'll spread the floor. The Warriors play a beautiful bat. It's like, it's like the 69 uh, Knicks in, in some ways in that they're constantly moving, constantly confusing the defense. I think it's the unbelievable combination of, yes, talent and Kerr, Myers, everything coming together at once. And then, of course, you add the second greatest player in the world in Kevin Durant. There is a talent differential and a, not, not a ta- an everything differential between the Golden State Warriors and the rest of the league right now. There's no doubt about it, which, again, reminds me how impressed I was about the Cavaliers last night in that they were able to get a win but don't let's not forget how great great this team is and i just think and the other part of it is part of being great as a coach and i I wish i did this better and when i go look back at coaching don't be afraid to surround yourself with people that are smarter than you and better coaches steve kerr looked at ron adams and said bring him in but but best in the league he's the best in the league at defense we need this guy. But, Capper, in, in your case, yeah. how do you do that? You are the smartest guy in the room. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm broadcasting right now. That's right. That's right. But you know what I mean? Do you agree? Total, totally. I think if you have this much of a – if they've done this good of a job and they are that good right now and a, and, a, and, and a guy like Durant wants to play for him after they win 73 games, that that's the perfect storm of everything coming together, but the way they play is beautiful. The unselfishness, and yet their fluidity of their movement of their offense, like you said, they use. I remember a great quote from you. They use all four quadrants of the floor beautifully. They stretch you out. They are really, really special, and it, it's neat to see. Capper, can you hold on over the break? Because we got to break down, of course, Chris Carino and the FSHD Foundation and the bike-a-thon that's going on. Can you hang on with us? Uh, you know my social life. i got a lot of time. <laughs> I love it. You're listening to KFBK Weekend Live. We're going to continue with Tim Capshaw. We're going to talk about the Chris Carino Foundation and for FSHD. And if you're not familiar with this story, this is one of the best stories of friendship, courage, support, Love It happens to be involving basketball, but again, there is much more to life than basketball. We're going to break it down with the capper after this. You're listening to KFBK Weekend Live with guest host Bill Horrenda. Here it is. The song was written by Fred Amp and John Kander. <laughs> orchestrated there. by 
There's Sinatra. I saw him live about a dozen times. Just incredible. You want to talk about electricity in the room. And we're joined with another New York icon. It's the Brooklyn Nets, Nets radio analyst, Tim Capstraw. Capper, thanks for hanging on uh, through the break. We very much appreciate it. No problem. <laughs> and, uh, Capper, th- this story, your friendship with your broadcast partner, Chris Carino, who folks are familiar with, not only with his work with you on the Brooklyn Nets radio network, but his work with the NFL, the NCAA tournament. Uh, he's fighting uh, a rare disease called FSHD, and there's uh, a Chris Carino Foundation. We're going to tweet out the link. It's ChrisCarinoFoundation.org. But there's a special event occurring. You're headed to Utah. Can you just fill us in on what's going on and how folks can help out? Well, yeah, ChrisCarinoFoundation.org is uh, a, a wonderful uh, organization trying to fight a cure for a form of muscular dystrophy. Sometimes FSHD is a little bit uh, a little bit tough for people to comprehend. This is a form of muscular dystrophy. It's not that well known, but unfortunately, Chris Carino, um, you know, got the disease in his early 20s, and he has been nothing short of heroic. I mean, like what he goes through on a day-to-day basis without complaining is is really, really, really amazing. And what's made it really special, though, over the last six, seven years now is that you know, he decided to let people know that he has this problem, that he has this issue. It's noticeable uh, when he gets out of chairs, he, when he goes upstairs. But he can stand, and he's one of these guys, he's a good-looking guy, so he looks like a million dollars in a suit, you know? He's sure. He's like a model. And then, but then if you know him and he's trying to raise his hand or put his suit on, it's, it's, it's really hard, and, and going upstairs is really hard. and it, It's really... I, it's just it's just very cool that he's dedicated his life now not only to broadcasting his family but to help find a cure and he's raised uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars for the cure for FSHD and uh, right now there's a bike tour guys from Brooklyn you got your New York theme going a guy led, a, a Brooklyn <laughs> contingent led by a gentleman named Frank Carbone uh, just said. Listen, Chris, we're, we are so fired up about what you're trying to do. We're going to try to raise money by doing a cross-country bike tour. So they started in Seattle. They went through Oregon. They went through parts of California. They're going through Nevada now, and I'm meeting them in the next couple of days in Salt Lake City then going up to Provo. So if, if it's, it's a special thing. We have great dinner in July. and I don't yeah, – you got to know Chris a little bit. This is just like – and so I'm around him quite a bit, not quite a bit. When, you, when you're a broadcasting partner. You your teammates, become, yeah. It's your teammates. It's either, boy, you better like each other or you're going to hate each other. It's either. And, 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 oh, go ahead, Captain. You know, you know what it is a little bit, though, that I'm around him so much and he makes such little big, he doesn't make a big deal out of anything. I'm kind of, kind of in a way, desensitized. You know, like, ah, you know, I know he can't get out of this chair. I know I lift him up. But. Imagine going through that day in and day out. And, Capper, your friendship and your support. I'm going to tweet out the video that Adrian Wojnarowski did and the way that people can get involved. It is touching. It is one of the best stories. Talk about basketball transcending life and just your friendship, support, the love that you guys have for one another. And... You're right. I mean, it's he is unbelievably talented. I love listening to you guys. It's worth the league pass alone. I would pay the league right. pass triple just to get you guys. But it is a, such an inspirational story, his determination. Uh, and 
you guys are to be commended for it. We'll get the word out, and if people want to donate, uh, please do so because it's such a worthy uh, cause. And and you know, hey, listen, Frank Carbone may make you an offer you can't refuse. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's, yeah, the Brooklyn guys. Are- Brooklyn guys are riding through the country. Everybody be a little careful, will you? Be careful. <laughs> I love it. Hey, Capper, quick prediction. Does this series go six games? What do you think happens Monday night? Nah, I think this is over on Monday. I think it's over on Monday, but I give the Cavaliers some credit for for hanging in there, for getting one. How about if they didn't, you know, if, the, if the, that 11-0 run doesn't happen or whatever, the, the run in, in game yeah. three doesn't happen, and this were 2-2 right now. We're tied. I, I don't know. I, I just think when you go home and you get into Oracle, that place is so rocking. Home court emotion. We talked about emotion before. such a factor. Uh, I don't – and it, just the level of ability, the, 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 the defensive intensity that the Warriors will have. And how they'll come out. I, I see it ending on Monday. Yep. And, uh, you know, and I commend them. I think they're one of the great teams of all time, no doubt about it. Capper, thanks so much for joining us. Enjoy Utah. We'll do it again real soon. All right, Bill. You're one of the most respected guys in the league, so it's a pleasure to be on you. Thank you, Capper. Right back at you, brother. Best to Chris Carino, the Chris Carino Foundation for FSHD. We'll tweet it out. You're listening to KFBK Weekend Live with Bill Horrenda.